Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. It's so good to have you here, and I'm so excited about this new year that we're going to have, and it's going to be make changes and be a fabulous year for all of us. So believing that... I want you to remember why you're here. It's about your second wind. We're all moving through second winds. Maybe it's a change in your life. Maybe it's a new job. Maybe it's a new partner. Maybe it's just you've started over. And so you come to listen to second wind because I try and give you those special people that are going to help you move forward in your life and to help you understand second wind and trend start overs is just part of life. So I'm excited that you're here with us today because you're going to love this lady that you're going to be listening to. Um, you know, I want you to get that cup of coffee, get in your favorite chair and sit back. Because I met this lady at a work at a um, sim uh, uh, what was it Ellen? It was a, a speaking uh, event, speaking. Uh, an experts forum. Yeah, that was at Harvard Faculty Club, and she was so dynamic, so energetic, so much fun that once I heard her talk about her subject as well, I thought, oh my gosh, these ladies need to hear this. So that is why Ellen Rohr is here today. Let me tell you about let me tell you, <laughs> she is the mama's Super wife. excited. I love you, and I loved your presentation at Harvard. It was authentic and dynamic, and just everyone was riveted. And I, I, I'm so delighted and honored to be here. And we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk about distractions and second wins. And I, I think I even have a third win going right now. You do? You do. Sure. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Ellen just before she gets into her uh, spiel here. She opened as the plumber's wife, making business uncomplicated, which I love. Ellen nearly sank her husband's plumbing company after his partner died unexpectedly. And she says, boy, was she humbled. It seemed like lots of money was moving through the company, but at the end of the month, there was never any money left. In desperation, Ellen figured out how to make lots of money and turn the business around. Today, she inspires thousands in workshops, presentations, and online to make business uncomplicated. Don't you love that? Uncomplicated and live life unleashed. 
Ellen is a successful franchiser, helping launch a plumbing franchise to 47 locations and build a $40 million in sales in under two years. Now, she is president of Zoom Drain and Sewer LLC. She is a columnist of Huffington Post and in the trenches contributes to many business journals and trade magazines. Ellen is a popular high-energy TV celebrity who has been on over 50 news programs, encouraging people to make their own money. Ooh, I like that. So, Ellen is also an author, and she has supplied us with four unfuzzy business books where she discusses where did the money go, how much should I charge, the bare bones biz plan, and the weekend biz plan. All awesome titles. So this show is one you're not going to forget, folks. So welcome, Helen. Ellen. Oh, thank you, darling. Ellen. So nice to see you. See you. I'm using Air Bunnies, Joyce. Yes. <laughs> and uh, what an honor to be here. And as you can imagine, I have my corporate attire on, not. I've uh-huh. got my soft socks and my comfortable chair, and it's just beautiful in the Ozarks today. So thank yeah. you for having me as a guest. Wow, I sound pretty accomplished. Yes, you are. <laughs> You're awesome. You know, well, you, one of our topics today, our main topic today, is going to be dealing with distractions. And as you you listed all those wonderful things that I've done, I want to start by saying I am a shiny object girl. I'm easily distractible, attention span of a gnat, and all you need to do is get focused enough to uh-huh. get what you want out of life. And it's not so hard. It's not that complicated. If I can do it, anybody can do it, which is why I jump on opportunities like today where I can share my story and my tips for how I've managed to create success while making a zillion mistakes along the way. <laughs> well, we can't wait to hear all those things you're going to share with us because, you know, this shiny nickel, distractions, oh, I'm so there, girl. So oh, there. yeah. And it's a, it's a distracting world, and, uh, you know, how do you, how do you sift through all that? The got a minutes, the, the interruptions, the, the advertisements, everything's trying to get your attention all day long. So how do you get what you want out of life, and is that okay, right. and what is it? Do you even yeah. know? So those are some of the things I'd like to, to chat about. But with your permission, can I share a little bit of my story? I mean, I you, you gave the, the, the kind of the milestones, but there's yeah. more to the picture here that I think might be of service. <laughs> I'd love for you to share your story. Well, you know, you mentioned that I'm the plumber's wife, and that's how I introduced myself. You know, and even at the Harvard event, some people gave me grief about that. Oh, you're so much more than just a wife. I am. However, that moment where I became the vice president of my husband, the plumber's company, and Mm -hmm. established the mantle of the plumber's wife in a family business. That is a very typical scenario. And when I did that, that's when the whole world changed for me, for good and for bad and all things mixed together. But that was such a pivotal point. So, you know, prior to that, I was a troublemaking kid. I've had about 50 jobs. 
I, <laughs> if I was interested in something, I'd go get a job doing it. So I used to yeah. be a windsurfer, a sailor, an instructor. I used to work at a boat marina. I was a ski instructor, an ammunitions expert doing avalanche control on mountains oh in Utah. Gosh. I've lived in 18 states. I've had, you know, all these experiences. And I'm, you know, I was never very focused. And um, I think what, what happened to me and, and maybe happens to a lot of people is the first time I started to think beyond lunch today in terms of planning was when I had a baby. I got married ah. to my husband named Hot Rod, the plumber, and uh, Hot Rod and I had a baby named Max. He's 30 years old now. But that uh, was the first time that I thought, oh, I should, like, get a job and really pay attention to what, you know, this baby's going to need and all that. So did you did you have an experience like that once upon a time? I know you're a mom. Well, it is a serious thing when you're holding that baby in the very first night. I can remember my first night in holding my baby and I was like, oh, my gosh, I've really done it. I've stepped I've off really the edge here. <laughs> so that was a pivotal moment for me. But then I started to get focused in my own career. And having had a zillion jobs, many of my jobs had been in the restaurant industry, from dishwasher to oyster shucker to uh, the bartender and ultimately to restaurant manager. And I had a nice career going. Yeah. I had – it was a, cor a corporate job. There was a – we were developing a string of restaurants. I had a, a crew, and I was good at it. We looked at financial information. I thought I knew something, which is it's something that will bite you in the butt, I tell you that. And I also, along the way, managed to get a degree in business administration. I'm a, a smart chick. I did well in yeah. school, and I yeah. graduated at the top of my class. So these things set me up. Because right. when my husband, the plumber, ran into a challenge I thought I knew what I was doing. Here's what happened, Joyce. His <laughs> partner, his best friend since they were eight years old, mm. worked himself into a health crisis and yeah. died on a Sunday after working a 100-hour work week. Yeah. And they were 33 oh. years old. The, the oh. boys were 33. Oh, my goodness. That's way too early. It's way too early, and it also <laughs> shaped my philosophy, which is, it's not worth it to sacrifice your health for your business and raise your hand if you are doing just that. Mm. Yeah. Happens all the time. I've seen yeah. it so many times that people, you know, burn the midnight oil. They do, you cannot work three times as hard and be three times as successful. Not possible. Mm -hmm. Right? So that had, a, that had an impact on me. And um, then I, my husband and I, after we grieved his, his best friend, I, I turned to my husband and I said, you know what? I got this great idea. I'll quit my real job. I'll come work with you. You turn the wrenches. I'll count the money. I've got all this business experience. We'll get rich. This will be great. And Joyce, it was awful. Absolutely awful. Oh, all the lessons you learned. Yeah. And, you know, worse doubled up because I thought I knew something, you know, was a know-it-all about this. I thought I had the experience and education that I need. So another thing, you know, as I tell my story, I'm going to point out the, the big lessons I learned along the way. And one of the lessons I learned is if you didn't graduate from school, high school, college, I am telling you, it is not what makes you a success in business or in life. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. If you didn't get the education, don't hold on to that stinking thinking that if you only had the education, you would somehow be more successful. In my industry, in the dirty jobs industry, most people don't have college degrees, and it hasn't held them back one jot. So, you know, it, right. college is great. I'm a big fan of higher education. 
for education's sake, to make you interesting and, and to yeah. expand your, your, your brain. But it isn't the common denominator of successful, happy people. True. Okay? I agree. So yeah. having, having agree. said that, you know, um, then I, I turn to my husband and I say, well, listen, let's, let's, let's get going. So I quit my real job and I go to work with Hot Rod, but now we don't have my salary and I don't know what I'm doing, and we proceed to just pile up this big stack of debt. Like, it yeah. happened so fast it made my head spin. Okay. And imagine I you- what that did to our relationship. Oh, you know, uh-huh. so now we're working together and we're, we have no money. This is super stressful. And you will do things to the people you love, to the people you're related to, that you would never do to a stranger. All right, Ellen, I'm going to stop you here so we can go to this break. And I want to oh, know okay. those things you never do to a okay. stranger. Okay, all right. Good, good. We'll be back shortly to hear more of Ellen Rohr. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better, forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome. We are talking with Ellen Rohr, and she was just telling us about, continue, going to continue the story about the plumber's wife, how she started in the business, thought she could save the business, and and. Working with your husband, how that all translates into her life. So, Ellen, continue with your story about the stress. Yeah, I I left it. The cliffhanger was when we were about ready to kill each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Uh (laughs) You said. 
<clears throat> well, at this point, I was lucky enough to find one of many, many mentors I've had in my life. And, you know, this is one of the reasons why I like to go on uh, uh, radio and TV is that so many people have generously helped me with their stories, with their their information that I am honor bound to do the same. And the, and the first big hit with the brick that I got was from my mentor, Frank Blau, hmm. who is a uh, crusty contractor from Milwaukee, a union contractor plumber. He wrote yeah. an article in a plumbing magazine. Um, I'm sure you subscribe to PHC News and Plumbing and Mechanical Joyce, like, like everyone should. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, in any industry, there's a trade magazine, and I encourage you to find yours and subscribe to it because you're going to get some pretty smart voices. And this was one. He wrote an article about how much a contractor should charge. Uh -huh. So I called him up. Um, I wrote him a letter first. I wrote him a letter and said, please help me. And then, Joyce, I spent two pages defending <laughs> why what he wrote in the article and what he was sure to tell me was never going to work for me. Ah. Okay, so I made a reach for help, and then already, before I even heard back from this guy, told him why he was full of it. Oh, dear, that's, that's good. Isn't that great? And he, well, and he still we do that. We make a reach for help, but then uh, you know, it's not going to work in my neighborhood with my cheap customers, yeah. with my right. situation. You don't know my kids. Blah, blah, blah. Why ask? Yeah. I just did it. This is why I have so much uh, empathy for my clients and the people I work with, because no one was dumber than I was. So right. this guy calls me up, and the first thing he says as I answer the phone is he says, Honey, you have your head. And then he described where my head was. I have not met this person before. I've written the letter. This is how he responds to me. He says, I'm reading your letter. I get, I get a lot of stupid letters. Yours is the stupidest letter I've ever received. Oh, wow. Well. Just kaboom. Now, no yeah. one has ever talked to me this way, and I could not wait to get off the phone, and I thought I was very polite as I hung up on him. <laughs> but I was so humbled and so fascinated by his, you know, dressing me down like that that yeah. I called him back the next day, and I said, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing, and I could use some help. <clears throat> and if you're willing to help me, I will do what you tell me to do, which was one of many lies I think I told him and myself, because yeah. I fought him every step of the way. But he was the one who taught me what I shared on stage at Harvard, and this is it. Yeah. This changed my life. This will change your life. You've got to charge more than it costs. <laughs> oh, you got to charge more than one. it costs. It doesn't yeah. matter what the going rate is. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. what your competition is charging. You got to keep score and you mm -hmm. got to know how much you're spending and you've got to bring in more than that. And this this is so true north and significant that if all you got out of our conversation today, dear listener, was that this is time well spent. Because right. in my experience, I denied this. I went to school and learned things about the market will bear and the going rate and stuff that just did not make sense in the real world. Mm -hmm. Right? If you can't charge more, then do something else. And that's what my mentor told me. He said, shut down the business. Go do something else. You seem to have this all figured out. If you're not willing to raise your prices, there is no hope for you. Right. Well, this is a, you know, this goes across not just your service building uh, business, but also coaching business. All, I mean, which is a service bu business. But no matter what business you're in, th those are really wise words. And a lot of us will use the game, well, times are hard, so we need to cut back so we can compete and and 
and be the cheapest one on the block, and more people will use us. You know what my mentor told me? He said the the you can raise your prices as often as you raise your self esteem. Ah, very good. Isn't that good? Because yeah. consultants and coaches are exactly like plumbers in uh-huh. that they sell their expertise, what's in their head. Yes. Right? Yeah. Via the widget of time. It takes yes. time to do plumbing. It takes time to do coaching, and there's only so many hours in the day. So those business models are identical. Yes. Right. Now, if you sell product, if you sell T-shirts, you could figure out a supplier that's going to, you know, produce cheaper T-shirts. And if you buy a thousand T-shirts versus ten T-shirts, you can get cost down. When you sell materials, you still have the same formula, but you have more variables to play with because you can manufacture products and leverage your time. But when you mm-hmm. sell just your services, this mm-hmm. is what's so incredibly important. So if you want to be just, you know, let's figure this out. If you want to make a hundred hundred thousand dollars a year. And you mm-hmm. want to work a thousand hours a year coaching? Mm-hmm. That's about half time. Now that would equate to full time by the time you market and answer phone calls and make sales and clean the office and all the other things you have to do. But if you wanted to make a hundred thousand dollars a year and you could work a thousand hours, you'd have to charge a hundred dollars an hour for just your salary and you haven't bought a computer yet. Right. All right, so when you do the math on this, and this is what he encouraged me to do, so when I, we're going to get to distractions in just a minute, but we have a time to flesh this out, and I really want to get these core pieces down, that distractions, dealing with distractions starts with getting some core business principles established, core life principles established. You know, mm-hmm. your, your work with values, Joyce, Mm-hmm. If you don't know your values, you're not going to have any kind of business or any kind of life, right? So some of these right. core elements of business, one of the things that I will add to what you do with the values work is you've got to count the money. Yes. You've got to yes. count the money, and that may come from a core value that I'm a good financial steward. Uh-huh. All right? Yeah. So that's where my mentor started with me. That's where I got a grip is I started to keep track of the money. Man, I didn't want to. I am a shiny object girl. I mm-hmm. suppose I would be called mm-hmm. dyslexic if, but then we didn't use words like that. Right. I don't see columns and numbers all that well. Mm-hmm. You know, some of those things were a struggle, and that's why I say if I can figure it out, so can you. And there is no one who can take the stewardship from you. If it's your business, you can't delegate the money. Right. Ultimately, yeah. you could delegate the bookkeeping and the accounting, but if you don't understand the financials, you are not a good financial steward. You're breaking that value or you're not living up to that value. Mm -hmm. Well, what I like also to point out is that you were so, you did, even though you did not want to recognize it in the beginning, you did have the the smarts to realize you needed a mentor. Mm -hmm. You had the courage to reach out to somebody who was considered uh, authority in the area. And so you really did some good moves. And you still fought uh, it. Still fought it, Joyce. Well, yeah, that's you. That's the human part of it. So this is why, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. You're not going to do this perfectly. There is no scorecard. You'll get there in the end. You know, it's all fine. Just I want some encouragement. If your path is a little wiggly, that's why you write the books and the songs and do the podcasts and all that stuff. That's where the the juicy bits of the story come from. But ultimately, I did listen to my mentor, and I did raise my prices. And part of me, Joyce, was, was thinking this. I'm going to raise my prices. No one will use us. 
and I'll go back and get a job again and we can shut this business down. I have had it. Ah. Well, what happened is we just made more money. We just made really? more money. That's what happened. And so another interesting thing happened. At this point, then, I start to, we get out of debt as fast as we got into it. Um, hmm. We started to have some options. Another thing, if you're writing down notes, money buys options. That's yes. what it's good for. You know how that yeah. is. Yeah. More money, more right. options. No money, less options. You always have options. But mm -hmm. money buys options, and it's a great, great thing to have options. And so one of the options, you know, I'm looking at is we could grow the business. We could move to a bigger town with the business. I'm thinking, oh, this is what we're doing with four trucks. What could we do with ten trucks? And I turned to my husband, the plumber, the mm -hmm. owner of the company, yes. and I said, so what do you want? Hoping that he wanted what I wanted. And he said to me, you know, I like working all by myself. Oh. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. So this this springboards us to the second thing that I teach. The first thing I teach is financial stewardship. The second thing that I teach is business planning, because one of the <clears throat> big questions that you're going to ask through a business planning process is, what do you want? Mm -hmm. My favorite is my go-to consulting question. So what do you want here? Yeah. Once I know what you want, I could help you get it. What is that? And so mm -hmm. few people have ever asked and answered that question and I asked my husband this and I didn't like his answer <laughs> you had different visions we had different visions so who's <laughs> right yes what do you think <laughs> well this is going to be difficult because you're both pretty strong-willed people mm, that could but be here's difficult the thing it was his company oh yeah Okay, and I do believe, and this is, this is my, my belief that I will share with you, I believe that in every company, even if there's a 50-50 ownership relationship, there mm -hmm. has to be one person at the um, top. Yeah, yeah. All right, it doesn't have to be the husband. It can be the wife. I know lots of companies where the husband said, you know what, I'll work for you. I don't want that job. Uh, and not a ton of companies, but I know some. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. in any event, in any business, there's room for one at the top. And this is weird in family businesses. If you are in a family business, man, I just felt your energy shaking your head like, oh, yeah. There's brothers, there's sons and daughters and fathers and all those kooky family relationships. And most businesses are family businesses. Yeah. So that, that adds another wrinkle of weird. But because it was his business, his vision is the one I had to buy, not the other way around. Yes. And, right. you know, he said he wanted to work all by himself, which really left no room for me. Yeah. So at that point, now, it, it, it's easy to see it now. At the time, it was very emotionally, you know, uh, uh, challenging. But now it just seems like, oh, thank God, what a great thing that we realized because we ended up selling our company to mm -hmm. our employees, who, by the way, 20 years later, still drive the Hot Rod and Yox trucks. Yox is dead. Hot Rod's gone. Really? And they still drive those trucks in Park City, Utah. And I am really <laughs> proud of what they've been able to, to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Have they grown the company or has it stayed? No, they have not. It's been fairly, it's, a, it's still a boutique yeah. company in a yeah. small town. They, you know, they didn't do what I would have done. Yeah. They didn't do what Hara did, <laughs> but if you, uh, when you relinquish well, the reins to the company, there's an expression, lead, follower, get out of the way. Here we go, Ellen. We're going to take this break. We're ready for break. another cliffhanger. 
and we are going to be back so you could tell us more of that story. Motivational speaker and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Vilasi is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, in ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures to her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons. Her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We are talking today with Ellen Rohr, a fascinating woman that I met at the Harvard Business School when we were there in December. What a delight, what a knowledgeable woman she is. And she was telling us about the first experience when she was the plumber's wife, interacting and working, trying to build a business, trying to get out of debt, and how did that go for her? So we got to the part where they did not have common goals. They were not wanting the same picture, nor did they have the same vision for their business life. And so anyway, Ellen, Ellen, tell us yes, ma'am. what transpired once you came, once this reality came to light. Well, the, the lesson learned from this really painful emotional moment at the time was we get to do what we want. Yes. Not what your husband wants you to do. Not what yes. you want your husband to do. Mm-hmm. 
I think we're ultimately called to live our own dreams and our vision. And I will tell you for sure that I would not still be married if I was still working with my husband, the plumber. Yes. All right. Well, so we are still married, which is awesome. I take it a day at a time for sure. That's another conversation, right? But we have time for that another day. You're still <laughs> but, married um, to the plumber? Uh, pardon? You're still married to the I'm plumber. I'm still married to the plumber. <gasps> Why I did kissed, I think I just you kissed think... the plumber goodbye while we were on the last segment because he's taken off to go out of town. We uh-huh. don't work together anymore. Yes. Um, we moved to the country. We just did this big life change. We left our business in Park City, Utah when we sold it to our team, which was awesome. Uh-huh. And they still run the business. They, um, we moved out to the country, and my husband started another business, working all by himself. And you know what? He rocked it. And I hate to say there was part <laughs> of me that wanted him to fail. Oh, I know. What a petty person I am. What? But um, he was fine. They'll be fine without you telling him what to do all the time. That's what I learned. He's fine. And then he sold that business and he got a job working with this Italian manufacturer, teaching people how to do solar uh, systems across the planet. He has the sexiest job. He loves what he does. And he did all of that without little old me. Which then left me in a pickle. Yeah. Because I put so much time and energy on trying to get someone else to do what I wanted them to do, right? Right. That yeah. I neglected what I really, really wanted. So I had a midlife crisis about 35. I feel like that's when I really woke up. That was really my first second wind. Yes. And I remember you talked about, you've been with Mark, uh, uh, Jack Canfield. Love him. Love him. Oh, oh yeah. And I went to uh, Mark Victor Hansen's seminar, and I remember after the seminar tracking him down and going, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I don't know what my purpose is. And I'm just like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he says to me, oh, then your purpose is to find it. And I found that (laughs) deliciously reassuring. He was awesome. I love the chicken soup for the soul, guys. Love, love, love them. And uh, so then I set out and I thought, okay, well, what do I know? What can I build on? I know what it's like. Oh, this makes me cry to talk about it. I know what it's like to be the plumber's wife. Mm. I know that life. I can help somebody. I can help them get a handle on the money. I can help them put a business plan together. I can encourage them that at some point, if they don't buy the vision of the company, they can do their own thing. They can make their own money. All the skills that I teach apply to any business. It just Mm. so happens I'm particularly good at dirty job businesses. Yes. But these skills that I learned are really simple, really basic, because I couldn't get my arms around anything that was complicated. And what I learned is that the simpler you make it, the bigger you can take it. And that's when I had this experience with a group of venture, venture capitalists as I, as I started to become a consultant. Joyce, you've gotten offers for jobs, I bet, since you became a coach or a consultant, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it happens. And so I was offered a job when I started my consulting career to be the president of Benjamin Franklin, the punctual plumber. And there is an awesome <gasps> franchisee in, in your here. area. Yeah. And, um, a shout out to Carissa and JR. Um, mm-hmm. I love those guys. But I started this franchise with a group of awesome franchisees and venture capitalists. And we grew that company, you know, to over 47 locations in under two years. Yeah. And we did it oh, because awesome. of this. This is what I learned. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. The simpler you make your business, the simpler you make your life, the easier it is to scale it and be successful. That's the paradox, that the easier mm-hmm. you make this, the bigger you can take it. 
Oh, I like don't that. Don't work so hard. Mm. Okay, this is this is you will just get old and tired. You've got to figure out how to pare it down, how to delegate, how to simplify, how to not fight that battle if you want to right. grow your company. So we're getting to the distractions piece. So after I left that company, I started another franchise. We started Zoom, Drain, and Sewer. Um, and Joyce, I work with that company now. We have two franchisees, and we're working on number three and number four, and we're going to set up a company-owned shop down in Atlanta. And I could not be more excited about yet another venture. And my husband and I do not work together. But I learned so much from being the plumber's wife. And I learned how to get focused enough. This is what I want to encourage you today. You don't have to be laser focused. You just have to be disciplined. I love the word discipline. Disciplined enough to say no to things that don't move you in the direction of what you want and yes to things that do. So right. we jump into the distractions topic after all of this. It all builds on this moment. Right. Well, I want to bring this up because you may have addressed this, but I want to be sure that the listeners know this. There's going to be some of that chatter that comes up once you get outside of your comfort zone. How did you handle your chatter, Ellen, that says, no, I can't, no, I'm not smart enough, no, I'm not bright enough, whatever. How did you do that? Do you mean like the imposter syndrome? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like who am I? Yeah. Who am I? That's how Clint says it. Who am I to dare dream a big dream? It, it, let me tell you how I deal with it because it's like physical fitness. Mm-hmm. I'm a runner. I keep myself in good shape. But if I start to drift, I know I just have to get back on the discipline, right? Yes. It's discipline to keep those thoughts from sabotaging your life. You're going to have those thoughts. The practice is how do you say thanks for sharing and push them to the side? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you're not going to have them. I have them probably every day. Mm. But what I'm better at is going, I don't want that. Thanks for sharing. I'm going to (laughs) think a different thought. I'm going to think no thoughts. Meditation has really helped me quiet my mind. Oh, that's good. Yes. Okay, so meditation. Somebody said prayers when you ask God for things. Meditations when you shut up long enough to listen. I like to listen. Yeah. I do plenty of talking. (laughs) God knows what I want. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, so, God knows. I put in the order. God knows what I want. Maybe I should shut up long enough to listen. And shutting up those voices is so important. And the word discipline is going to be our theme for the rest of our time together. Okay. Okay, because now we're going to talk about distractions. So, what happened is. What I did with my own company, what I did as a consultant, what I did with Benjamin Franklin is I, I put the money together. Okay, we could talk about that on another radio show. It would be fun. Yeah. And then I started a business plan. And a business plan involves asking those big questions. What do you want? Why do you yes. want it? How much do you want? Who are you going to work for? Who you want to work with? And then how are you going to get it done? And you don't have to know all the hows. You just have to pick a few that seem to be aligned with your values, which is the answer to the mm-hmm. question, perhaps, why do I want to do this? Yeah. Right? And right. That, that your values kind of are, help form this vessel into which you're going to manifest that which you want. See, and, you know, as women, we're taught to be selfless, but I think this selfish moment is the most selfless thing you can do, which is take care of yourself. Quit trying to get your identification, your your joy, your satisfaction from your kids, from your husband, from your mom. From, just what do you want, sister? 
Yeah. And if you honor that, wouldn't we all be well served? Wouldn't they be well served? Yes. Yes. But it yes. takes, so you know, it takes time to sit down about, and oh, go think ahead. about that. It does take time. It takes people being quiet. It takes mm-hmm. people meditating, saying prayer. It takes people giving themselves that time to get that You're dream. Gonna You're going to relapse. You're going to relapse into thinking, thinking. Yeah. Right. right, and so it takes some discipline, and you'll you'll relapse when you get distracted. And let's talk about what distractions are. So if you get clear about what you want out of your life and out of your business, and it's all one life, so we can lump these things together. But suppose you pick a point on the horizon and you say, I want to create a company that looks like this. You put a Pinterest board together. You put some financial goals together. You have your values established. You have a vision board. You get clear about what you want. Now, you're here, and that's there. Yes. And now you're going to let go of it looking exactly like that. And you're just going to march boldly in that general direction. Because between here and there, couldn't there be a hundred, a thousand different paths? <laughs> mm. Yeah. So yeah, true. So you don't have to know every how just yet. You don't have to know every step. But you do want to decide in the moment if someone is leading you generally towards your vision or away from it. And distractions, the definition of a distraction is anything that takes you away from that vision. Yeah. All right. So a distraction at first glance could be like a, got a minute, you got a minute and you go, oh, really? Wait. It could be something that's going to help you get to where you want to go faster. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So let's, I'm getting a little too esoteric here. Let me get specific. So if that's a distraction, <clears throat> how do we deal with distractions? And I want to, so I'm thinking of distractions or trying to multitask. You're, you're on the cell phone. You're trying to drive. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, you're doing too many things at once, and then somebody, you know, comes into your life, got a minute, there's interruptions on the radio, there's a pop-up on your screen. All this stuff is happening that's trying to get your attention. And in the moment, it's, it's going to require a little bit of discipline to consider before you respond what needs your attention and what you can really let go. So my right. tips for dealing with distractions, number one tip is to ask yourself, that, to, to use this simple test. Okay, any, Ellen, oh, Ellen, we have to take a break? We're going to take a break, and I want you to be able to say all of these in the next break. Oh, easy peasy. So, easy, peasy. easy peasy. So we are going to take a break, and when we come back, Ellen is going to share those three tips that and this will give you time to get your pencil Uh so that you can write these down she also is going to tell you about the books that she has that can help you do this as well so when we come back we'll we'll be having we'll be sharing with ellen her tips transformational coach motivational speaker and author joyce buford returns after this short break This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. 
Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can, with Lessons in Joyful Living, with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central. Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches Lessons in Joyful Living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. My guest today has been Ellen Rohr, and I love her mission statement, We Believe Honorable, Profitable. Business expands peace, prosperity, and freedom across the planet. Love that. It's so clear and Thank concise. you. I love, love, love it. It took me maybe 10 years to craft that. And if <laughs> I boil it down to one word, it's yeah. freedom. Yes. Make your own money. Buy some yes. options. Get some freedom. A business of your own is the best way to expand peace, prosperity, and freedom across the planet. It's no small thing. So if you want to start a business, I am here to support, to help, to encourage, and say yes. might take you two or three businesses to get the one you want. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. One doesn't the mean that. All, all right, so we gotta, we got we to gotta give the, the distraction tips. tips. I've been getting distracted, Joyce. <laughs> all right, so my all first right. tip for dealing with distractions is this simple test. Yes. Is there anything you can do about it? So uh-huh. much of our time is spent doing things or trying to do things that, over which we have no control. Like, you might have an employee come to you and say, you know what, Susie's attitude is really bad. I've had it with her attitude and blah, blah, blah. So now you're sitting down and you're talking to Susie, and now we have all sorts of drama. and be- You know, there's nothing that you can do about the thoughts in someone else's head. Right. Yeah. So I never talk to anyone about their attitude, ever. Ah. Ever. Complete waste of time. And do you know how much time I have freed up? by identifying things over which I have no control. Because what's the only thing I have control over? You. Yeah. Yeah. I just got goosebumps saying it again. When That's you really... get that the only person you have control over is you, you yeah. free up so much time. Well, I have to say, you also might save your marriage. You know, everything I've learned, you know, I'm still married, and I take it a day at a time. I really do. It, things can happen. But 
I learned this stuff with business, with my relationship with my husband as the plumber's wife. And it saved our marriage because as I realized he got to do what he wanted to do and I got to do what I wanted to do, uh-huh. then we didn't try and change each other. Oh, a recipe for a really good marriage. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, it took me a while to figure it out, so be gentle with yourself. What the heck? Yeah, yeah. All right, so, and then uh, the next tip is my go-to consulting question, which is, what do you want? Yes. Okay, so let's give you a little example of this. Someone comes into your office and uh, say, let's use this. Susie borrowed Jeff's truck and left it unlocked, and now Jeff's tools are missing, and Jeff's on a witch hunt for Susie. Oh, now, yes. What you could do, here's the thing. You could instantly knee-jerk response to this. Or you mm. can, number one, is there anything I can do about it? You know what? This is something I could do about, something about. I could get involved here and probably should. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could, number one, get Jeff some more tools so he can go be successful. What I'm going to answer is the question, what do I want to have in this situation? I really don't want a witch hunt for Susie. I do want Jeff to leave my office prepared to go to work. So let's focus on that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to have to deal with Susie. Now, Susie, do we have a procedure for how you borrow someone's truck, for a truck handoff? Yeah. Did she knows she's supposed to lock the truck. Common sense ain't common. Procedures are required. So if instead of focusing on the person and trying to change and fix the person, which I can't do, Right. Could I instead create a procedure? Procedures yeah. are really, really helpful. Yes. So yeah. find out what you want in the situation. That's my go-to uh, consulting question. That's tip number two. And then focus on procedures, not torture people. Mm-hmm. This, this, Got this it. takes so much drama out of your life. Right. And then the third tip, you're going to love this, is let it begin with me. Oh, no. Let it begin with me. And what that means is if you're being distracted all the time, guaranteed you are distracting others. Because what you put out comes back to you, the law of reciprocity. Right? Right. That's how the world works. So I want you to pay attention. Are you a seagull manager? Are you a seagull mom? Which means you swoop in, poop, and leave. Mm. All right, you swoop into yeah. the office and you say to the bookkeeper who's busy on a task, how much do we have in the checking account? What do we have in accounts receivable? You, right now, I'm supposed to do, so you just put this big distraction on their desk. Mm-hmm. All right, so if you're doing that, you're going to get that. You're creating a culture of knee-jerk response, stimulus response. It's distracting, it's exhausting, and it's a waste of time and energy. So the solution for dealing with the, my third tip, let it begin with me, is meetings. Oh, like meetings. Like procedures are your friend. Mm-hmm. Meetings mm-hmm. are your friend. Mm-hmm. Right. Some people hate meetings. Oh, are you kidding? Meetings. But, <laughs> but the number one challenge I find when I visit clients, when I ask their employees, what's wrong with this place? You know, yeah. what do we want here? Right. More communication, better communication. Mm-hmm. Left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. they hate meetings because the meetings are terrible. Yeah. Don't start on time. Too many people turn into a great session, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. good meetings are the, the place where great communication happens. Mm-hmm. 
So imagine how this would free up your time. When someone comes to my office and says, got a minute, I say, maybe. Give me five seconds worth. Well, I've got right. this. I've got a great idea for how we could answer the phone. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. Can that wait until the meeting? Because mm-hmm. there's going to be a meeting. They know they're going to have my undivided attention at that meeting. And in the meeting, we will discuss, you know, things that involve the people who answer the phone. Okay? So the yeah. right people are at the meeting with an agenda. You could add that very good topic to that meeting agenda. We could talk about it then. Right. Yeah. But if they know they're going to meet with you, they can wait for the meeting. If you never meet with them, then they have to seagull on you, right? They have to swoop in <laughs> and grab your chin when they can to get your attention. Yeah. yeah. All right. So these, yeah. again, these really simple systems are what allow us to discipline ourselves and get more out of life. So this, you know, right. let, me, let me share one more thing then about how to pull it all together. You know, we talked about procedures, processes, as we come up with a list of things that we need to do at the, at the mm-hmm. company or in your life, create a master list of projects and to-dos. And then select two or three that you're going to focus on at a time and let the others wait. They've been waiting for 10 years. They can wait a few more. Mm-hmm. All right, and then focus so- on a few things that are going to solve a problem at your company or in your family. And then sit down once a week and plan out your week. Review your business plan. Review your values. Mm-hmm. And then right. look at your list of to-dos. Plug in the meetings. Right? Have regular appointments with your team at certain times, a financial meeting, a sales meeting, an operational meeting, whatever. Put the meetings in. Then put in your exercise, your meditation. You might put all like, that stuff in first. Right. Family your time, calendar. date night, golf, whatever you like to do. Yeah. Put in some project time, leave some open space, and then the discipline of that calendar could free up so much time. Do you see the paradox of that? Yes. Yeah. The the busiest people, the most distracted people I know, Joyce, have empty calendars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That I've got, I, we've got a chance to talk and ask some questions. I just wanted to make sure I left you with the, some tips today. You got. You did. What if we didn't get all those? Is there? Where can we? Can we go to your website and find yes, this? Yes, you can. Thank that? you for asking. EllenRoar.com forward slash distract. I put a little um, presentation there for you. So Ellen Roar, E L L E N R O H R. EllenRoar.com forward slash distract. And at that URL, that website, I have a nice presentation on these distraction tips that I think you're going to find very helpful. It's a freebie. You put your name and email address in, and then you're on my list. If you don't want to be on my list, you can get right off my list. But if you like my voice, I'll stay in touch with you, and that's kind of a fun thing. Yeah. So that um, distractions webinar is a freebie, and you can listen to to uh, me sharing more about that. I spend more time on the distractions and less time on the story. Thank you for allowing me to share my story with you today. I loved your story. Aww, no, I, I want did. To learn more about you, so I'm. I've got your website. I'm going to be listening into your upcoming <laughs> shows, and I'm so glad we're BFFs now. 
Yes, but I want people to know that you do have some uh, tools on your website. This video is great, but you also have some books that you've I written. I have the books, Where Did the Money Go? How Much Should I Charge? Those are great primers for getting your arms around the financials. Uh, they're soft cover books. They're thin. They have pictures in them, easy peasy. Everything I do is really simple. Where right. Did the Money Go is accounting basics. If you, if you just need someone to, what do the words mean? What is a balance sheet. That's what that book is all about. How much okay. did I charge takes you through a uber simple budgeting process. Ugh, budgeting like dieting. But budgeting is how you set financial goals and come up with a selling price that makes sense. It's all super easy and might I add, I try and make it fun. Yeah. And then oh, the business good. plan, the bare bones biz plan, the unbusiness plan, these are products I'm creating that help you get your arms around business planning. Mm-hmm. But as you put your values together Joyce, and if you ask and answer those big questions, you know, meditate on them. What do I want? Why do I want this? How mm-hmm. can I serve? Who right. should I help? How much money do I need? How much money do I want? And what are a few things that will move me in that general direction? That's all business planning is. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Easy peasy, and I will help you, support you, um, uh, uh, tough love you if you start to slip into that imposter syndrome. It just takes discipline. It takes practice. If you were going to learn to golf, you wouldn't be a great golfer your first day. If you've been Mm -hmm. talking trash on yourself for the last 30 (laughs) years, you're going to have some relapses. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we are coming to the end of this hour, and it's way too soon because mm. I know you have so much information that we we really could use. And it's good, simple information that people can put into practice as soon as they get the book with the tools they've walked away with today or going to your website. But I thank you, Ellen, for being part of this show today. You were such an important part. You delivered so much. So I thank you. You are a sweetheart. And um, I would love to be back. Maybe next time we could talk about money. I love that. I like that. Money, money, money. Because, you know, I saw with my mom when my dad died. And I got he it. left her gonna in to a financial mess, and I know you can relate to this. <laughs> Ellen, um, we're going to talk about that on the next show. Oh, we so got to go. Music go. playing. Thank love, you. Love, 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 love you. <laughs> next week, be back to listen to Second Wind. It's a pleasure. Next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at 